Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Wednesday. Hump day. We're halfway through the week. The NFL playoffs are starting on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We got a super wild card weekend. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. And of course, A5, Anthony, back behind the glass here at Chop Studios to give you another loaded episode on why you should invest in the following players because we want you guys to make money. And, um, you know, hopefully you're not spending all your Christmas money. I know it's a couple weeks removed right now, but that's kind of what I did. I said, you know what? Anything I get for Christmas, which was nothing, um, I should invest in the mojo market. So I just decided to take my own money and put it in the mojo market. Again, you got to keep re-upping because I have cashed out at times. Um, When I thought that stocks were going to spike down, I got out quick. Or when I think something's about to, you know, boom, I'm right back in the market. So my money's everywhere. I'm waiting waiting to make my next influx of funds when we get basketball or I know baseball is on the way and basketball should be coming by the end of the month. So as soon as basketball, I cannot wait to invest. That is going to be when I tell you, like you think top movers is crazy in football when we're doing it on Mondays and Fridays and Thursdays, right? How about every day? There's going to be movement, movement, movement all over. I love it. I know that obviously all of these things are, are player driven when it comes to fantasy and in the mojo, but the NBA more so than any other pro sport, I think is a star driven league. Yeah. And it's going to be so much fun to play the mojo market with, the NBA I just can't wait for it who's your first investment Luca that's it well, who's my first investment yeah like like I know Justin Herbert was one of your like, first Luca's, guys Luca's just gonna be the one that I you know I I anoint my my uh, basketball portfolio with Luca is gonna come in and grace the presence right think, now I think he is the basketball guy do you think um LeBron's so stock is gonna look like Tom Brady's like yes, it's just like yes. all bank it value with nothing future might look better it might look better actually or worse, uh, no, depending worse. On he didn't win all those championships who uh, LeBron. Bro, LeBron's played like four extra seasons of basketball in the postseason. I know. I'm just, yeah, that's true, actually. He's like all the right. number one scorer, <laughs> number one in assists. Yeah, yeah, one. yeah. We all know uh, Jordan's still better than him. It's fine. <laughs> not in the mojo market. Nah, probably not. Actually, you know what? When they bring up the thing, I guarantee you, you don't think I Jordan? I guarantee you he's not. You think Kobe? Uh, Kobe. Well, Kobe, too, is going to be up there um, as far as his value. Now, let's but. imagine if LeBron just took off two years in the middle of his prime and then didn't play for six other years because that's Jordan's career. LeBron has Jordan beat in terms of career Guess we'll numbers. see, huh? All you people out there behind the scenes, I can't wait to see the market value for some of these players. But anyway, it's time to get into playoff running backs today so yesterday we did some playoff quarterbacks the matchups who they're playing how they're playing what they've done this season um but this week or this today we're going to be starting with the playoff running backs tomorrow we're going to do some pass catchers meaning the wide receivers and the tight ends um as we get into the friday where we be a loaded show tomorrow because there's a lot of yeah a lot lot of talent i'm gonna put anthony to work just one do we maybe we'll we'll talk about yeah i I told him yesterday i said look with running backs Sometimes there's a second one more worth mentioning. With wide receivers, you can go as deep as the yeah, third wide not, receiver. We, we may or may not be doing like the player compare tomorrow, uh, head-to-head matchups. We might just have to do certain teams. Like, are you investing in any of these guys on this yeah, team? Because there's a, some there's some receivers. Definitely a way to do to the it. Bengals game. Yeah, there's like 15 guys over there that I would invest in. Even Hayden Hurst, I'm like, I kind of like that guy. Um, anyway, so let's start with the two teams with a buy. Now, yesterday I in pre-production, I was talking a lot about Isaiah Pacheco, but if, in reality, the highest priced Kansas City running back right now is Jarek McKinnon, and he's had himself a fantastic, you know, back end of the year where he scored in like six straight games or something like that. He's 
absolutely. And it was all through the air, too. Like right. He's catching so touchdown passes. Him and Mahomes have this connection now where it's just incredible to see. But the one thing I want to bring up is Miles Sanders. Now, his 24-hour chart, his one-week chart, his one-month chart, and his one-year chart. Ready? All down. Down right now. Yeah. I, I Miles Sanders that. ran for 1,269 yards, scored 11 times. To me, I would say make it make sense, but I don't care because I'm about to go get some money on Miles Sanders right now because, yes, he has a bye, so there's one less game being played, but whoever he plays next week, whoever draws the number one seed Eagles, he's going to be heavily, heavily involved in the the running game with Jalen Hurts because if you think about it, Jalen Hurts, he's still banged up. You know, he's not 100%, so you would have to think that if Philadelphia is a run-first team because of guys like Jalen Hurts, the the... The load will be taken off of Hurts and given to Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Boston Scott, right? They got a couple guys. But Miles Sanders, to me, is a very safe safe bet this yeah, week. Yeah, I think he's – I think the Eagles are going to potentially be playing in the Super Bowl in the NFC. All right, so, calm down. Look, he's going to have some games to make up for all this down, down, down in the mojo market. I'm not sure if I even said that right. But, <laughs> but Miles Sanders being down is a little alarming for me because I'm curious to know when is he going to start going up. But – what, is that, what else does he have to do? Does he have to have five touchdowns on Sunday? I don't know. For him to, to go up? I don't know. Um, but then conversely, if you look, Jarek McKinnon, he's got a lot of room to grow still, even though he has gone up a, a fairly decent amount this season. Um, we're going to expect to see more touchdowns out of him. Patrick Mahomes, you could say he's gets some cheap ones, throwing it underneath to McKinnon, sure. but he still gets them. Um, I'm in on both Chiefs running backs. Uh, we talked about Pacheco a little bit. I know he's not in the graphic, but the guy's up almost 300%. He's without- actually up. 280 percent without uh, multiplier without a multiplier like, that's incredible 280 if you were in on pacheco out of the gate man are you having a good time in the mojo market and you could play with some house money in the playoffs um so if you and if you didn't uh you might want to get involved now because if you're looking at the share prices i think out of all the running backs that are listed in today's episode um Pacheco is by far still the lowest. Yeah. He's not even listed, but you get my point. I think McKinnon's even the second lowest, which is absurd because the Chiefs of the run have never, well, uh, statistically, historically, the Chiefs have never been a run first team since Mahomes has been around. So, but, but I will say Kareem Hunt did win the rushing title in his rookie season with the Kansas City Chiefs. Could you imagine? Wait, wait, was that with Mahomes? Yeah. Whew, damn. They would have, wow. I, I mean, but look, I mean, they've replaced them rather well. You know, like even last year. Even the years before, like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I mean, yeah, he's not the guy anymore, but for a second he was, you know? So they've been piecing it together over there in Kansas City. Yeah. They're not not running the ball. They're, they're, they're as effective. Long, as long as they have Mahomes under center, everybody's going to be a threat. And I completely changed my tune from the beginning of the season where I was like, I, there's just too many weapons in Kansas City that I don't want to be invested in any of them. Hmm. I'm now on the fence of like, well, Pat Mahomes is so good at football that I'm investing in all of the Chiefs offensive players at this point. Yeah. Except for uh, Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, I think I they're, mean, both they're, they're very boomer bust. But Kadarius Tony. How could you not be excited about him? Sky Moore, I could almost guarantee you that Sky Moore, we just don't know enough about him because they're loaded on offense. But as soon as this guy starts to come into his own, we've been talking about how it's always Rondell Moore season. I think we may have to switch that because I don't know if it's been Rondell Moore season at all yet, even though it's always. <laughs> well, they're trying right? to trade Hopkins, so maybe it's Rondell Moore season again over in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm thinking more of Sky Moore season. Sky Moore season, I like it. Get your Sky Miles right now. All right, moving on. To the Panthers Seahawks matchup, in which I'm sorry, the Pan, uh, the 49ers. I, I look right at McCaffrey. I'm like, oh, Panthers. The 49ers Seahawks matchup, uh, which Christian McCaffrey has had himself quite the season. Okay, uh, 1139 yards on the ground, scored eight times, 85 catches 
for 741 yards and five touchdowns. He scored 13 touchdowns. The guy goes up every week. Chris, gun to your head. Is this the best player in football? No. It's not. Absolutely not. Offensively. No. He's not a quarterback, so there's that. Is he the most is he the most dynamic weapon at his position? Yes. Okay. Is he the most dynamic offensive player in football? Arguably. So the reason why I say this is because of the success that he's had with no quarterback. So that's why I'm like, this guy's the best player in football. The ball um, in his hands. He's in a he's in a tailor made system for him to produce with his mm. his uh, abilities and. I'm not sitting. I can't take anything away from McCaffrey. I've been bashing him for two seasons. That's because of the injury bugs. And he's definitely made me eat my words. So shout out to Christian for that. You know, <laughs> We're on a first but, name basis but at the now, end of the way. day, I can't. I have nothing bad to say about him anymore. He overcame the injury bug, which is my only gripe. And best player in football is a stretch for me. I think there's a lot of talent in the NFL, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey. He's he's he up could, there. He makes the 49ers almost impossible to game plan for. A potential rip rock Purdy at quarterback. Right. Potential rookie of the year candidate, uh, Kenneth Walker, rushes for over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, He's the 22nd highest. My bold prediction here. He's the 22nd highest ranked running back right now. Next year, entering the mojo market, he'll be in the teens. I think he's going to be one of those guys that you, if you're in fantasy football, somebody you might want to consider in the top five, right? Like this dude gets a lot of carries. Um, it used to be a smorgasbord over there in Seattle as far as running backs are concerned. They found their guy, I think. This guy's the, the guy going forward. So to invest in him now, knowing that they have a, a tough matchup, I understand the 49ers defense is really, really good. Um, but at the end of the day, you can only get these guys at their price right now because you know it's going to significantly be different next year this time. So is Kenneth Walker somebody that's going to be in your portfolio running forward, even with the tough matchup against? Yeah, Sanford? I'm gonna sit this one out on All Kenneth right. Walker. And um, <laughs> look, right. I, I already, I'm already invested in Kenneth Walker, and I've my plan on him is not to just get out. I'm, I have a long term investment in Kenneth Walker. So the 49er game, if I could look at this as an opportunity to really like um, strengthen my position and, and lower my average <laughs> entry position, if I could buy a little more stock on Kenneth Walker after he gets sh- completely shut down by the 49ers <laughs> run defense this week, and then go into next season, like you were talking about, you know, get him now because it's low. I think it might be a little bit lower after this game. Not too much because the expectations probably aren't there for him to do too well. So it shouldn't affect his bad, bad performance this week. Shouldn't be affecting his stock too much. Um, but next year, Dave, you are 100% right. Mm. I think that there's a chance that they move on from Gino, even though everybody thinks it's a guarantee that they're going to bring him back. I think you have to, as an organization, look elsewhere and try to, your best to bring in the best player. Gino's a free agent. I, I think that they end up with Gino, but it's not just like, hey, we're good on Gino. Let's be real. It's still Geno Smith. If they can improve at the quarterback position, oh, they the would. The Lions they also like said to. the same thing about Jared Goff in the last couple of days. They're like, Jared's our guy. But it's just like, okay, so you're telling me if Brady wasn't available, like you wouldn't pursue? You I know mean, what I mean? Like, I think Gino has done enough to be the guy. I think there's a couple things here. One, I don't think Pete Carroll is a loyal coach. I think Gino would be gone in a heartbeat if he thought he could upgrade the position. I think Dan Campbell is a different type of guy where he's mm. really all in on the players that he has right now. And I don't know if that's even a Dan Campbell decision um, or or a Pete, Pete Carroll probably has a little bit of say in that. Little but um, one guy performed really well down the stretch and one guy kind of didn't. Tailed off a little bit, yeah. So, you know. Well, this I, is about I, Kenneth Walker and we're both in on him. Yeah. So. Well, not for Sunday. I'm not in on him if we're day trading, but I am in on Kenneth Walker long term. 
probably the most intriguing running back matchup, I think, is the 3-6 in the NFC, and that's the Vikings and the Giants. And we're talking about Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's in a different situation right now because that man is paying for his livelihood. All right, he's gonna, he's trying to get paid after this year. Dalvin Cook is already solidified running back one over there in Minnesota. Both similar numbers. Um, just you know, Barkley outrushed them thirteen twelve to eleven seventy three. So Barkley definitely had him here. Barkley also scored two more touchdowns than Dal- uh, Dalvin Cook ten to eight. Saquon Barkley is the absolute clear cut guy over there. Well, you have. Alexander Madison to supplement a lot. It's a lot. It happens a lot more than you think. When you watch a Viking game, there's a lot of times. And they both ha- have dreads, by I the mean, way. It doesn't Same happen. Hairstyle. It doesn't happen. So it's just like it doesn't happen in? enough for me in my week 16 matchup or week 15 matchup where I needed Madison to do well and he didn't get the ball once. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think it but happens no, it more does, often it than does not. It does happen. I, I think Madison could be a sneaky play come the offseason because he's gonna he's a pending free agent who has shown that he can. I don't know if he could carry the load for a full season, but when given the opportunity to start, he's done well. Like Madison has yeah. good good games when he's starter, and Dalvin Cook's been out. I think Dalvin Cook's a little bit banged up in this one, which he's doesn't help. He's always banged up. I feel like I feel um, like he's always banged I up. I think down the stretch we saw a little bit more of Madison. I think it was a shoulder thing. This we time saw a little bit more. Yeah, it's know. a shoulder. 100%. He's got a, harness, the harness wearing a harness. Thing, right? yeah. um, we've seen a little bit more of Madison down the stretch because of the, the set injury. Um, I think in this game, we're going to see all Dalvin Cook anyway. Mm. Uh, neither team is particularly great at stopping the run, but the Giants have shown spurts, and particularly in big big moments, like they have a highly efficient, good run defense in big spots. So um, I'm going to fade Dalvin Cook in this one, and I'm going to go uh, – I'll invest in Saquon. I mean, I'm not, but I advise you guys to. I'm just – I, I think with Saquon, now's the time because, again, I said it yesterday about Daniel Jones. I think there's an offensive outburst by the Giants this week. I really do. And it's got to start with Saquon on the run. You establish the run and open up, open up the pass. When I'm looking at Saquon Barkley, I'm thinking right now with a share price at $18.77, that will be over 20 bucks once that, that ink is dry on a new deal. Whether it be with the Giants or whether it be somewhere else, the new deal is going to shoot up his price, and I, I truly think that Saquon's – it's a very, very wise investment. The Giants did come now. out and publicly say that they want both guys yes, back. Yes, so I know. That so should happen. That Again, with Joe Shane and get uh, you know Brian Dayball, I know that everything is going to – they're going to get what they want, so that'll happen. Um, an intriguing one, just like the, the game before, where there's four running backs involved in this situation, but listed here – is Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott when the Cowboys visit Tampa Bay. Um, these guys are obviously the heavier-priced guys, but if you think about it, Tony Pollard rushed for over 1,000 yards this year, and Zeke did not. So Tony Pollard's emerging right now. He's also a free agent, so that's something to keep your eye fade, on. Fade. Fade. I mean, look. The, I, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm actually, not. I'm because not, I'm the not Bucks defense, Pollard, not the, the, Pollard. The Bucks defense right now, you know, they have times where they show up and they're they're world beaters, but then there's times that they're non-existent. They've so. handled that well. I try to joke about fading the Cowboys, and he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm not you know. sleeping this week, so it's just like you know, I, I'm just very nervous about this game. I'm tired of this Brady Playoff stuff. Playoff Lenny though. Playoff Lenny. So that's somebody again. He didn't have that. You know, gaudy of numbers this year. He was banged up for a little bit. 668 yards. He got his carries cut into a lot by Rashad White. White could be the guy going forward after this playoff run. But it is playoff Lenny after all. And Leonard Fournette usually shows out in January. I think they might hand 
uh, Leonard Fournette the ball 25 times in this game. They might. They and might. I think that and Dallas is you will see Rashad White, but they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, I can't see them trying to air it out against Cowboys and, and the offensive line woes. I think that they lost their center last week. They lost their would, Yeah, they're, they're Their offensive up. line is basically a revolving door, and I say that in more ways than one. Like, they're changing guys out, and they're literally a revolving door. They're just letting players by. Like, hey, go sack the quarterback. Get Tom Brady. Go He's get almost, him. Anyway, Brady's yeah. got a quick release, so that's the only thing I can say for Brady right now. He's going to need to use it, and he's going to need to use the quickest release he has, which is a handoff. <laughs> like, hand it off to Fournette, and that's your best chance of winning this game. That's and then not, when you need to wrong. throw the ball a little bit, you got Rashad White out of the backfield. I think they, they lean on their backs in this a lot. So uh, out of all of the offensive players on the Bucks, I like their backs the most. I'm not going to take my pick on, on which one. Uh, I'm already invested in Rashad White. I'm not going to invest in Leonard Fournette, even though I do believe that he does have a, a lot of usage in this one. I'm just not sure how the, the Cowboys defense is going to respond. They will sack Tom Brady, but will they stop the, the run? That's the big question. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, moving on to the Bills and the Dolphins as we shift gears to the AFC. It is Devin Singletary, and it is Ryan Mostert. Um, that's the guys I chose. Obviously, there's a lot of running backs in play in this game on both teams. Singletary has 819 yards. I think that's impressive considering how much Josh Allen runs. You know what I'm saying? Like, he cuts into a lot of the runs for Devin Singletary. And around now, you'll get a good Singletary game. I don't know if he's to play this week against Miami. Uh, there is the 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 James Cook effect. I there think is James the, Cook has emerged of late. And he, he has. Might even he's be got the guy. a lot more carries. He might even be the guy. I mean, he's almost certainly going to be the guy after this season. Yeah, and Ryan Moster has been an incredible thumper over there, 891 yards. He's got a lot of company over there, too. But if you look at Ryan Mostert's career, okay, he's in his eighth year. He's up. He was drafted in 2015. He's up 655%. From the start. So you want to talk about somebody who exceeded expectations. Ryan Mostert is that guy. And I'm kind of hard-pressed to pick any kind of Dolphins offense this week. What I've heard today is that it is going to be Skylar Thompson to start that game, which is why it's a 10-point spread. Like, that game is just is going out of whack right now. Yeah. So see, the Bills I'll are probably going to walk through this year, one. Waddle, yeah. waddle, shaky, shaky on into next season because there is no way that I'm investing in any you of the Dolphins. you got to be careful with certain Dolphins I mean, over there, man. You have to. I'll talk about the Dolphins receivers tomorrow. But yeah. as of now, as we're talking about this, they're going to be down in this game. So using the it's running game, the running the game isn't running. The running game won't be used that much because they're going to be down a ton of points there. I fixed it. <laughs> took, took a breath, took a beat, and got it done. Um, that's all right. This is our third take at this show today. So it's yeah, been it's, it's been, been a morning. It's been a tough um, anyway, Bengals, big game against the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Dobbins, only 520 yards. He missed a lot of time this year with some injuries. Only two touchdowns. But again, once again, J.K. Dobbins, 5.7 yards a carry. This guy is still hitting that hole, and 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 running very, very well. Um, Joe Mixon, on the other hand, what? What are we no, laughing no, we're good. I'm, I'm laughing at my own jokes that I was thinking about saying, but I won't. Okay, good. And yeah, we would like to stay on the air. Um, Joe, Joe Mixon, 814 yards, seven touchdowns. Didn't he score five in one game? Four. Okay, so was you know, it five? Was it five? <laughs> Just, I don't know. Was it five days? I, I, I don't. Um, now you sound like Susan Wallman. Been five or six. <laughs> Dude, what I'm saying I didn't is, know that he was. Like that means very he only scored one other time. Record. I think he had four in the head. It might have been a catching touchdown. Uh, but anyway, Joe Mixon is on a team right now where the offense is plentiful. <clears throat> um, they're going to take on the Ravens, who I think are trending in the wrong direction, both offensively and defensively. 
Um, they did just re-sign Roquan Smith to a monster deal. So he he's better gonna, have himself a game on <laughs> yeah, Sunday. He better Saturday. go lock down Joe Mixon. Uh, and I don't know if that happens. I think there's going to be a lot of offense by the Bengals. I think the Bengals kind of run away with this one. Um, so I'm not investing in J.K. Dobbins right now. I am going to sprinkle a little bit of money on a Joe Mixon. I know his future value is still there. He's only in his sixth year. I think that Mixon. Day for coming around on Joe Mixon. I have, I have. I've been for for years. I'm like, I can't. And then for years, is everyone's like, oh, I can't. Something about Joe Mixon. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. And then you look, and you're like, he never misses a game. He's like, oh, he's really kind of healthy. Actually, <laughs> he's, oh, he's like, a healthy horse, and he never misses a game. And he's so, always hovering around the top five. I just in, think that like every time you talk about an injury report going in. He's always like questionable with something, but he plays. I'll tell so. you this: if I didn't trade Joe Mixon for Jonathan Taylor in Dynasty this year, I would have won the league. I promise you that. So, mm. and Dave gave me hell. I did because it's not. So a, that's not fair. It's not a fair trade. I got I got ripped off. You're right. Eh, it wasn't I don't know fair. About all that, but anyway, <laughs> conclude our running backs conversation with Travis Etienne and Austin Eckler. Now, I I talked about Christian McCaffrey before being the best player in football. If he's one, this is one A. Austin Eckler is an incredible athlete, and he's done a lot of things for the Chargers this year. 915 yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground. Ready for this? It's not a, a misstep or a typo or anything like that. He's got a hundred and a set, hundred and a seven, hundred seven catches for five touchdowns. Can't even use that clip now for social media. But that's okay. Um, but yeah, so Austin Eckler's having himself a, a fantastic year now going into this game where the Jaguars are. I don't want to say playing with house money because they they've came on and they won the division and they're there now and they're very excited about the future of this team. Knowing that some of these guys are locked down for a couple times, uh, a couple years, and and uh, Dougie P is going to be there for the foreseeable future, so the Jaguars' future looks great. You want to talk about Travis Etienne, 1,125 yards, five touchdowns, um, and technically he's a rookie. You know, so this is his rookie year technically because he missed all of last year. Um, so I, so I'm looking at Etienne right now at ten dollars and thirteen cents with a future value of seven ninety five. I think this is an absolute buy now. And I think that this this offense keeps getting better with with years. You're adding to the offensive line and free agency in the draft. You're you're going to build this offense to make sure that Trevor Lawrence succeeds. And I think he only succeeds with a successful running game. And I think Travis Etienne is the guy going forward. He's a he's an absolute buy for me uh, this week and going forward. Yeah, I'm I agree with you 100 percent on Etienne this week. The Chargers' run defense is bad, mm. really bad. I right. mean, they had decent success early in the season, but if you look at the second half, they've been arguably the worst in the NFL. And I could say that about, like, a bunch of teams. It seems like there's a bunch of teams, even in the postseason, that have given up a ton of run yards. Um, and the Chargers are at the top of the list. They've given up over 200 rush yards, I think, three or three times this season. It's rough. Uh, ETN, I don't think he does much work. Um, he doesn't do much of his work in between the tackles. He's not this bruiser type, but he can bust off a long run here or there. And, again, the Chargers have given up a 75-yard touchdown to Damian Pierce. They've given up more more rushes over 40 yards, I think, out of any team in the AFC. Wow. So okay. maybe the Texans are the only other team that that is – I think they're tied. So they give up a chunk yards, and that's what scares me about this game because Travis Etienne, he rips off chunk, he rips off chunk gains. So – uh, I will be in on ETN because I think there's still a lot of room for growth there. Uh, I think he's still even lower than the price that he entered the league at. I know he had an injury and things like that that took place, but you know there's still room for growth. All the success that he's had, and, and it hasn't realized his first potential that they ever saw in him. So I think ETN is a buy. Austin Eckler, if you're going to get involved with him, um, you got to use some multipliers. 
I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a safe thing because, look, there was nothing more frustrating as an Austin Eckler fantasy owner for a little while. I thought, I was like, how can they not use this guy more? Right? Like, there was a lot of times where Josh Kelly's in there. I'm like, why? Right? And I'm sure there's a method to the madness. I'm not a big fan of their coach. I don't think he's, I think he overanalyzes stuff. Um, but, when it's Eckler's on the field, he's the best player on the field on that Chargers team. And I, I'm talking about even better than Justin Herbert and better than uh, – oh, yeah. No, no, no. He he's is. Not. Because, I, again, I, I think about it like this. He's not better than Keenan Allen either. Yes, he is. Austin Eckler is one of the best players in football, man. I think Austin Eckler is a really has a really good nose for the end zone. But if you look at it, he's in a, in a situation where they're using him really well, but he doesn't do much – in between the tackles, he does. He's like a three yards a carry guy, and they bring in another guy I mean, most 1, of the time. Sixteen hundred all-purpose yards with eighteen touchdowns. I mean, that's look, look. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not a great player. I'm saying I don't think he's better than Keenan Allen. Take Eckler Robert. off the Chargers. Are they a playoff team? Yeah, think so. Yeah. Eighteen less touchdowns. <laughs> you well, gotta I find. You're, you gotta you're find saying, more you're people. Saying eighteen less touchdowns. How many of his touchdowns would have been scored by almost any back? If they handed I'm him the ball saying, in that spot, I, I'm just I think Eckler's that. great. I'm not dis, I'm not dismissing it. I think Keenan Allen, though, he's proved it for a really long time. He's mm -hmm. one of the most underrated players in football. And Justin Herbert's a quarterback leading the team. To me, there's no debate Period on the Justin stop. Herbert one. <laughs> we could have a very good conversation about Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, though. I think that's a fair conversation. All right. I think everyone will we'll agree have that conversation right after the show. <laughs> but in any event, those are the running backs of the playoffs. Uh, remember, these guys uh, have these extra opportunities, which means they can actually compile some more stats, which makes your stock in that player go up. Or the latter, there could be situations where you're like, Maybe I should get out or short him. You could do that. You could say that. Like, look, the uh, Kenneth Walker, love him. Great kid. Going to have a great career. Maybe short him this week against the I Niners. Have, I have a good question for Dave right now. Uh -oh. And this is an Austin Eckler-related question. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know no, the guy personally. Is, no, so. no, no, no. This is <laughs> – really? No. I mean, Austin, we don't talk All right. so, as much. <laughs> so you take – in a vacuum right now, you're taking ah, Austin Eckler thing. off the Chargers, mm -hmm. right? And you don't put him on any team. He's just not on a team right now. And then you take Tony Pollard, this version of Tony Pollard, and you put him in that spot. How many touchdowns does he have? How many yards? Uh, 18 and um, <laughs> 1,600 all-purpose. Right? So it's so, a very – All right. Fine. S system, running back. And then if you look maybe, at – Maybe. Look, you look Pollard's at the, good, but he's not look at either. Char look think. at the Chargers offense this year with Keenan Allen out. In the beginning of the year, how he wasn't healthy and they struggled mightily, right? And then look what Keenan Allen did down the stretch this season in the final six games. You're like, I feel like every time I watched the Chargers, I was getting up and like, that's another first down by Keenan Allen as he's like pointing first now, down or whatever. You know, and and that's also to say like Keenan Allen first down, and it would be the touchdown to Austin Eckler. I agree, Eckler's great. I he's think a vulture. Saying he's a I vulture? wouldn't say he's a vulture <laughs> by any stretch because you have 18 of them. That's right. a lot, right? Yeah. And it's consistent every year. He scores a ton of he touchdowns. Scores every game, but least. he that's his thing. Um, I think that there's other That's guys crazy. In the that he scores are also a touchdown per game. have the skills that he possesses in in enough roundabout way where he can't be to me a top even five player. In Do the you league. think there's anybody else in the NFL non quarterback that averages a touchdown per game? McCaffrey, Jamal Williams? No, no, no. Not by not by stats. He's less than seventeen. He had seventeen. All right, then he had some one a game. <laughs> so there's just him and. And then uh, Eckler, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy stat. Invest in Jamal Williams. Is he a free agent too? I don't know. I thought I we think talked he signed about a two-year deal going in. Yeah, he's a 
He's one of the most entertaining guys in the league, that's for sure. Uh, and so will the Detroit Lions next year. So if you want to get on, on Lions right now, and by the way, a, a penalty aside, Jameson Williams roasted you guys too for a long gainer, and they called it back. But it's like, wow, this dude is going to be for real, for real. Enough like, is enough about that. Huh? Enough is enough. We're well, I'm saying you're the one. First Williams. of all, he's not even good. No, I'm kidding. I've been talking so good about Jamison Williams all episode year. Episode one, we're like, Jamison Williams is going to be back soon. Uh, but now I, he's there. I deserve every bit of that. Yeah, he does. All right. Anyway, follow us on social media, guys. Do us that favor right now. Head on over to Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, Twitter, at uh, Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very easy to find us. And, of course, join the Discord each and every day. More conversation happening over there. There's multiple channels. There's go long. There's go short. There's share your portfolio. There's ask questions. There's tips, advice, all this stuff. There's a million channels over there. Get involved with the Discord right now. Please do it responsibly. The only way you can do any of this is if you download the app right now, right onto your phone. Very easy to do. Um, it's free to download, right? And then you invest in whatever you want to invest in. Do it smart. Do it safe. Use those multipliers. Make some cash this week as we head towards Super Wild Card Weekend. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and of course, A5, Anthony behind the glass. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Tomorrow, pass catchers, wide receivers, tight ends, playoff time. We are that much closer uh, to Saturday's kickoff, which I believe is what? The 49ers first? Yes, they're the first game of the, season, uh, of the playoffs. So it'll be I'm, interesting. I'm here waiting for spring training. Great job. <laughs> kidding. I can't the Knicks for, are actually I, I'm, playing I'm well. I'm very excited about the playoffs. <laughs> Cowboys, playoff game. Mm.